Hey, this is Erin Lindstrom, and you're listening to Thank You For You. This is a show about celebrating and acknowledging our humanness as well as our beingness, the easy and the hard, the gifts and the (laughs) gifts we don't really like but choose to accept anyway. This is a show about and for people in pursuit of more peace, more joy, more money, more justice, and more of the awe that life has to give us. Thank you for being here, and thank you for you. Welcome back to the podcast. (laughs) I am so excited for today's episode. I have Zara J with me and we were just talking off air and we already had part of an incredible conversation. So I'm so excited to dig in to this with all of you. Before we start off, I just want to tell you a little bit about Zara. Um, I've had the chance to get to know her more intimately over the last couple of months. And she is just someone that every time I talk to her, my mind is like blown and I feel like heart opens and there's just so much goodness here. And so official bio, Zara is the creator of the six-step captivating courtship code that teaches women to magnetize their love, show up their high-value femininity, and attract more compatible men for marriage. She is also the host of the Courtship Code podcast. So Zara, I am so excited. Thank you for taking the time for this conversation. Thank you, Erin. Thank you for such that sweet intro. I'm like super excited and geeked over here. And especially because we do already have a relationship with one another. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we operate in a lot of the same spaces, but kind of differently. So I'm excited to share this with your audience. Yeah, me too. So the first question that I ask everyone, (laughs) and it's a big one, and you're welcome to interpret this as you wish, Uh um, but it's who are you and how did you get here? Oh, that is a big one. Okay. (laughs) Um, Now, as far as who am I, um, I am a very spiritually guided woman who just so happens to be a mother and an entrepreneur and a lover and a daughter and all these other things. Um, You know, and I put that identity first because once I connected to, to that aspect of myself, I think it really tapped into how I start showing, just showing up in like other aspects of my life, how I started connecting with my relationships, started tapping more into my business and me allowing myself to be guided so much on like the spiritual plane has really helped me to figure out just like life and being okay with it and trusting it and valuing the different parts of my journey and my relationships and my business. And so I really feel like my spirituality is super, super important. And Mm -hmm. so that's my first identity, first and foremost. I love that. And then how did you kind of like come into this line of work? Like where did Courtship Code come from? Like, how did we get here? And I know you were like a matchmaker before this version of your bit. Like, tell, tell us the story. By like effing up a lot in relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty. <laughs> that's all I got here. Um, wow, that's a long journey. You know, so just some backstory. I actually started off being a fiction writer. What? So, yeah. <laughs> so I was a fiction writer. I wrote several novels. Um, I started writing my like, first <laughs> fiction. And I know this, my journey has been, this is why I feel like I've been chosen to do the work Uh that I've done because I've gone through so many different changes that were just had nothing to do with me. So, you know, it's just like, okay, where's, you know, the breadcrumbs taking you in life. But, um, 
I always, as a, as a teenager, I set the goal and like, by the time I'm 25, I want to write my first book. So I actually set out and did that and was able to accomplish that. And I also had the intention, I went to school, my, my major in college was communications because I wanted to do radio and broadcasting. So in journalism, so that was kind of like my foundation. So I loved writing. I love anything having to do with entertainment. So it's, I always say that you ask for things and you may not receive them how you expect to get them, but you will get them. So even though I didn't go into the world of journalism and um, radio, I did end up later creating my own podcast and I get to do that every week. So Mm -hmm. things always work out, right? But um, started off doing fiction writing. I wrote several uh, fiction novels, also became like an Amazon bestseller with almost every single novel that I put out. And I really built that up. And then um, about halfway through that experience, I converted. I converted my religion and I converted oh. from to Islam. Yeah, I wasn't born into religion. So when I converted, um, that is when I started, I stopped writing like urban fiction because it was like a lot of sex, a lot of things going on, a lot of street fiction. And then I started mm-hmm. writing more Islamic fiction and I published a few authors through that. And then I went through actually, um, as I was going transferring over to writing Islamic fiction and Muslim fiction, um, I was going through a divorce. Mm. So I was going through the divorce process and I'm the type of person where like that type of stuff just like puts me in a zone of going harder. Like when I go through an obstacle, I like mm-hmm. double down and zero in on whatever's going on in my life. And I take lemons and make it lemonade. So I was going through my divorce and that is when I like, just, I started writing, 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 writing until I was able to like, about the time I was done the process, I had a book to come out of that with. So I just felt like a new woman because I had a new novel, a new book, and I just started that journey. So I published a few authors and after going through that divorce, Mm-hmm. Um, I just started noticing a lot of my friends were like just really depressed when it came to relationships and frustrated and they were really down and just feeling like, um, you know, what, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to meet someone? And even though I was coming out of a divorce, I still felt like relationships shouldn't be this difficult. Like it just mm-hmm. shouldn't be this difficult. And I was also in a space of trying to understand what compatibility really was, because what I knew was that the relationship that I was just left wasn't it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, okay, we weren't compatible. And I didn't really understand how to identify compatibility because even though like I grew up in a two-parent household and I had wonderful examples. My parents had a great marriage. My grandparents had a great marriage. What I learned, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, is that, and I probably will do a podcast episode on this about mm-hmm. how two-parent households fail their children Ooh. when it comes to relationships. Because even though you have like these positive relationships and these good examples, the problem is you're only seeing the end result. It's kind of like with a business, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you're only seeing the Instagram highlights of the business. You're only seeing like, oh, this person's a millionaire and their lifestyle and mm-hmm. all the great things, but you're not seeing the work that it took to get there. You're not seeing um, the intentionality of it. Like you're not seeing those pieces often. So you have an idea in a framework, okay, this is what a healthy relationship looks like. This is what love is supposed to look like. 
but you don't exactly understand the mechanics of how to get it for yourself or how to identify it before, you know, on a more proactive level. So I I find that really interesting. And even for the women that I work with in coaching, a lot of them do come from two parent households, but they don't understand what that journey is supposed to look like or how to pick a partner that can also give them that stability. So understanding compatibility was something that I was like, okay, I need to understand this. So I just started thrusting myself into like every relationship book and Mm -hmm. matchmaking courses and just trying to understand. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start a matchmaking service. So I started a matchmaking service. I did that for a few years. I successfully helped some women get married. And even in that process, it was still like a learning process for myself because I was still going through a lot of transitions and had to do a lot of healing and had to just figure things out when it came to love and relationships. And like I said earlier, when we were talking like the inner love and money and just a bunch mm-hmm. of different things. Um, but at, once I started doing matchmaking, Because I had the opportunity to interview so many men and women from different ethnic backgrounds, from different parts of the world, um, just from different family backgrounds, I started collecting a lot of data Mm -hmm. on, you know, what are the common things that people are saying and that people are experiencing and what are the common gaps in where I'm seeing that people don't have this information or they're not thinking about, or they're not aware of when it comes to partner selection or relationships. And when I got to the end of my matchmaking experience, which was about, uh, I think I got tired of it in 2019. I was just burned mm-hmm. out with matchmaking. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I didn't like it was because I felt like people were so focused on I need to meet someone, show me where they are, put me in front of someone and everything will be okay. And what I learned through matchmaking is that everything would not be okay. (laughs) It didn't matter how many compatible men or women that I put you in front of. The fact of the matter is you have all these other things that's going on within you, all these other mindsets that are actually Mm. sabotaging you and working completely against you. So I can put you in front of a great catch, but if you're an avoider, you're Mm -hmm. going to shut down and avoid communicating with them or you're going to have all these anxious thoughts and overthinking that paralyzes you and stops you from being able to make like a real heartfelt connection. If you are someone who you're super aggressive or super needy or combative, it doesn't matter if I put you in front of someone that's compatible with you Mm -hmm. or someone who's a great catch, you're still going to sabotage it. So I got really frustrated with matchmaking because everyone was so focused on make me a match and not actually fixing or healing aspects of them that allow them to be more aligned and feel more safe and feel more compatible and comfortable with the types of partners. Not to mention also, I could put you in front of someone that's compatible with you, but if you have all these mindsets that you're not good enough or you're not worthy or that you're scared to be the real you, or you don't really know how to communicate your value and show up in that energy, then it's going to backfire. You're, you're not going to, to be able to really have the type of relationship that you desire. So that's when I just sat down and was just like, okay, I'm going to put together what are the gaps between my successful clients and either those who weren't successful or those who uh, reach out to me, but they don't make any progress. Mm-hmm. What are the gaps? What are the processes? Um, what are the things that they need to know and they need to understand to start healing these aspects of themselves, to 
shift their mindsets, to shift their patterns, and to start making real progress? And how can we condense everything that I learned in five years of matchmaking into a program so that they're getting everything that they need and being able to fast track their experiences and their results? So that's how I came up with the Captain Courtship Code. Wow. The long version. <laughs> I love this version. There was a couple times where I almost like interjected to just be like, wow. <laughs> um, okay. Wow. So A, I had no idea about the writing and, okay. but, but oh my gosh, how cool. Um, that when you, so I'm just going to like share a little highlight reel of what just happened yeah. for me, if that's okay. <laughs> um, because all of that is Amazing. And I really hearing about going from matchmaking to more like teaching and coaching is -hmm. fascinating to me. And you said something that was like, people have this attitude of like, make me a match Mm -hmm. instead of like, help me become the person who can actually receive a match. Exactly. Oh my God. Like that makes so much sense. And the other thing, oh my God, the problem with um, like looking at happy couples as the example is that you're only seeing the end result and not how they got there um, Mm -hmm. is pretty like mind blowing as well. Yeah, absolutely. No, I had a really great conversation with a friend yesterday and I probably kind of like annoyed her. (laughs) But we were talking about, um, you know, something that happened just on Valentine's Day with me. And she's like, oh, but, you know, he's so, you know, he's hearing and he hears you and he's so accommodating and he um, takes the time to acknowledge when he does something wrong. I'm like, hold on a second. <laughs> we're not going to give him all the credit <laughs> because the part that you're not seeing is all of the work that I've done and how I show up and how I'm really intentional, how I communicate and how I connect with him and how I, you know, speak into him and, and communicate his value. And, you know, there's a whole nother side of this that makes it easy for him to also be that way with me. So we have to look at the parts that both parties play in relationships Mm -hmm. to really foster like this loving aligned experience. And especially when today's era in society and where we're at, and I just have to kind of get on women a little Mm -hmm. bit about this, because I think that women have gotten a lot of passes when it comes to our role that we have to play in relationships. And this isn't discounting what men have to do and the work that they have to go through and they have to heal as well. And I think that men can also be very healing for women and we don't Mm -hmm. acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you look at the men and the relationships in your life as they have given you an opportunity to heal different aspects of you, they help you to grow. Mm -hmm. They may be there for a season or for a long-term period, but, but they also bring healing energy and gifts that you have to reflect and mirror off of as well. But, you know, we do have roles in relationships. And I think, unfortunately, as women in a society, we've kind of lost some of our healing energy and then some of our connection with like our feminine energy and our ability to connect and be heartfelt and to bring that aspect that's really like our very authentic gifts as women to a um, relationship. And we forget that like we have this this magic about us that's like our core value that's really really like down to the core the beauty that we bring and the essence that we bring as women and when we take accountability for like let me become 
a woman who understands how to nurture, how to communicate, mm-hmm. how to connect, how to show up in, you know, as love, how to um, communicate with another human being, whether it's a man or your children or anyone in a way that inspires connection, in a way that will motivate, in a way that will speak to them and that will draw them closer to me. And when you understand that gift and you can bring that to the relationship, you have a lot of power and influence. But a lot of times we're like, why do we have to do the work? Why do we have to show up? Why do we have to, instead of seeing it as like, I get the opportunity to hone this aspect of myself and to bring this energy to all of my relationships. And this is what really helps me to be powerful and stand into my power and to value that and embrace that. And then you'll see a major shift in all your relationships. Wow. I want you to talk forever. (laughs) (laughs) But really like, okay. So to me, that kind of like, um, is really about like the, the power of the feminine, it sounds Mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. And, and it's interesting to me because all of my clients at this point, that's not true. I have a couple of clients who are in the nonprofit world, but for the most part, I work with entrepreneurs, right? Um, and inside of entrepreneurship, there's so much, um, masculinity when you're running your business, like you kind of have to be both. Right. And then we step outside of our businesses and into relationship, um, and then are moving back into the feminine. And that can be like a difficult thing for people to kind of navigate that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I would, yeah. I would love to hear like your perspective on like around, cause is that kind of what's happening? Like has the world that we live in, I almost feel like it's set up for masculine winning right so then coming back into relationship we have to like deprogram and like redefine like who we are in that world and how we show up yeah absolutely um you know one thing that i definitely believe is that right now the world awards masculine energy right so that doing energy the logic the reasoning the strategizing the fixing the solving all of that and because, especially as entrepreneurs, and I'm just going to focus in on women right now because that's what I work with. Mm-hmm. But as women, it can be very hard to tap out and to create a lifestyle that allows you to tap out. And, you know, we're running businesses and households and children. It's like a lot, right? So you're mm-hmm. always in that doing energy. And that's why I value the Human Being Club and working with you because you have definitely even helped me as someone who I have to hold this space for others, but then having a mm. space where I can kind of like settle in and just receive and be in that space for myself. So I value that so much about the Human Being Club and, and the work that you do. But it's definitely very difficult for women these days to figure out how to navigate these two worlds. And because we're awarded for rewarded for um, being in our masculine energy and our accomplishments and the doing and all of those hard skills, we've really lost touch with our more soft skills. So when it comes to like connecting with our feminine energy, I find it's, it to be such a challenge for the women that I work with in my program and in coaching to do things that you would think wouldn't be that big of a deal as women, but it's so hard. Like mm-hmm. connecting with your intuition and honoring what it is that you actually want. And even just being able to identify 
what it is that you actually want. Um, being open to receiving. It's like you say that you want a relationship or you say that you want love or you say that you want a great man in your life, but you have all these negative beliefs about men and relationships and what's available to you. That's blocking that from even being able to happen. You don't trust yourself to make good decisions. So you sabotage any opportunity or you avoid even making the effort to meet someone. And you have all this fear of missing out or fear of being abandoned and like all these different things going within you that's blocking you from being even able to receive the love that you say you desire on a conscious level, but subconsciously you don't actually believe that it's possible. So, so much of the work that I do in my coaching program, it's not about Here's here where here's where you can find a good guy or here's how you build an online dating profile or like all these other things. Like we really focus maybe like one module on that because that's not the biggest thing. There are men everywhere in the world. <laughs> I don't care if you're online or offline. Like there's no possible way you go a full 24 hours without crossing paths of a man. Like there are men everywhere, Mm -hmm. but you're not even aware or able to receive them or even in the energy to even attract someone because you're so closed off and you have these heart blocks and you have all these negative thoughts and just all these things going on within you that have to be healed. And you have to be willing to connect with that aspect of you and just open to receiving. So we do so much mindset work and helping the women to receive and helping the women to even pay attention and just slow down and connect with their intuition and what is it that they actually want and giving themselves permission to do that, giving themselves permission to make a decision. You know, even sometimes in relationships, women will get into this pattern of being abandoned Mm -hmm. and they'll get really scared to end a relationship or to walk away from a courtship or someone that they're dating or to um, make a decision that they deserve better. So they're always waiting to be left, waiting to be abandoned. Mm -hmm. Even if they know like this person is mistreating them, this person is not showing up, this is not a compatible relationship, they will still wait for the other person to make the decision for them because they don't feel worthy or good enough or they're this fear of missing out. So they just have to hold on and wait to be abandoned and left. So all of these things will sabotage what's actually available to you and what you can have if you're in this scarcity mindset and this fear-based mindset. So we do so much work on just the mindset piece and reworking the energy that you have within you and connecting to your femininity so that you can actually feel open to love and see it abundantly. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) So everything you just said directly mirrors what I feel is the same work around money mindset and sales, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because it is so much about receiving and what you actually believe is possible and how, as you shift that energy of what's available um, and start to believe that you are worthy of that, like that's the energy of referrals. That's the energy that people want to buy from, not the energy of like, I'm not good enough. This doesn't work, et cetera. And it sounds like to me, this is so much the same. So I imagine, and I always tell people like, it doesn't matter. Like if you're called to work on sales because you know, you're in your business right now and this feels good. Great. If you feel called to work on relationship stuff, great. Like it doesn't matter which avenue is pulling you, but listen to that and go do the work in that realm because it changes you in all the other realms as well. Let me tell you something, Eric. First of all, um, I totally agree with everything that you're saying. And here's the thing. This is something, especially for those who are listening, who are entrepreneurs, 
Here's the thing that I have really been paying attention to, especially with the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. And this is probably also why I said to you, Erin, I don't believe that you'll ever have a problem really attracting a relationship. Yep. <laughs> um, this, is, this is part of it, right? This is the thing that entrepreneurs really need to understand. If you understand sales and sales psychology, you can attract a relationship because mm. it's all legit the same <laughs> psychology. It's literally the same psychology. Like, here's everything you need to know, and you don't have to work with me or anyone ever again, <laughs> right? If yep. you understand how to connect to someone's value, how to speak to their value, if you understand whatever blocks that they're having and how to kind of nurture that relationship so that they feel like they can overcome those blocks, then you can move them into commitment. Like it's mm -hmm. literally the same thing. A yes. lot of times women have a hard time with the courtship phase or the dating phase because they're trying to rush the process. just like someone trying to rush the sale. Yes. Like it's not time for that yet. You still need to nurture. You still need to make sure that both people feel safe. It's kind of, you always talk about dating yep. and sales and, yep. you know, nurturing <laughs> until you move into the marriage and all. It's legit the same thing. So like if people understand that, I truly believe that the better you get at sales, the, the easier it'll be for you to be able to attract the relationship or the marriage or the commitment that you want. And if you notice, the top salespeople typically are married. <laughs> like people who mm. usually are good at sales or in a relationship. Like you usually see these links because it's the same psychology. That is so interesting. And I think it's so, it's such a good reminder that you can learn about whatever it is because it is the same thing, right? Like, yes, it has like different ways of learning and different people will be a called to a different topic, right? Like there will be a different entryway. Mm -hmm. And we, I think sometimes like the reason I use those metaphors talking about sale is because metaphors are helpful to like see something and understand it in a way that your brain just can't wrap it around when I'm talking about a lead magnet and your marketing strategy. You know what I mean? Um, and you so, are the lead magnet for right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. You are the sale, like the commitment right. is the thing, like, and all of this is a negotiation and a commitment on both sides, the same way as in your business, like you are both committing to doing work together and to showing up in that commitment and honoring each other's boundaries. And like all of that relational healing, I think like you have to do that. And there are things when you're paying attention to your relationships that are, will change you as a leader in your business. Like when doing this work and like listening to your podcast and um, following along with like what you're teaching, you start to understand, you know, the different ways that humans are and why they are that way. And the trust stuff, it's not just sales either. It's also about hiring that team manager or team um team member and being able to tell them what to do and ask them for what you want and like holding that boundary, right? Like moving in from the masculine to the feminine and all of that jazz. Um, and like the work never ends. I'm pretty sure this just keeps going. Absolutely. It's all the same. And I, and I always tell the women, whether we're on like a sales call, like a captivating session, or if they're my program, I always tell them, once you start doing the work and you start working through the program, we start working together, you are going to see a shift in your career as well. Like these things mm -hmm. always go hand in hand. So I will see the women come into my program. And then within a few months or so of working with me or being in there, they'll start looking for promotions or starting a business or just feeling more confident with presenting at work or just doing different things, but there will be a different energy shift in them in their career. So 
the, the energetics are absolutely the same. And when you understand one, you can um, understand the other. And not only that, but it will also help you to feel more confident. It's like, okay, if you can do this once, you can do it again, right? Like, yes, you, can, yes. you can make it happen again. And you can step out of that scarcity mindset and realize like, actually, there are billions of people on this planet and you only need one. So let's relax. I'm feeling like there's no <laughs> options available to you. I'm pretty sure there's one out of these several billion. So, right. you know, you can just completely show up with a different energy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. And you're so right. Like it crosses over when you learn and like find success in one place. It does change your confidence. You do go out and ask for more like because it's you're actually changing who you are. And Absolutely. it sounds like that goes back to the whole make me a match thing, right? Mm-hmm. Of like now you're becoming a better match. And so absolutely. your matches will be better as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, so that's like the core of what I work on. So mm. just like going over, just glazing over like the process. So yeah, the please. first thing that we do um, is the first thing, first step is getting really clear on your emotional wounds and your triggers, um, helping you to understand that. So, you know what you're reacting to and we can start reestablishing trust with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell the women in my program that you establish trust upwards and then outwards, meaning whether, you know, it's God or the universe, whatever that higher power is for you, that when you work on that trust upwards between you and that source, then it makes it easier to build trust outwards between you and another person. Mm -hmm. The problem is you don't fully trust the process. You don't trust your higher power. You don't trust that everything's working out for you. Everything's going to be okay. It's not a matter of if, but when. And it, when you can really lean into that and really step into that trust, then it makes it easier to trust yourself and trust another person because you understand your boundaries. You understand what you're looking for. You trust that you can self-soothe and you can keep yourself safe and you can walk away if something isn't good for you. So that opens you up to start receiving. And then we get really clear on like, what is your vision of love? Who are the compatible partners for you? And what do you need to be doing to align with that partner? And then once we get clear on that, then we start moving into action. Okay, let's figure out the places to show up online and offline. Let's start getting an understanding of your courtship code, meaning what are those milestones like for you? What are those checkpoints for you that makes you feel like the relationship is progressing? What are the things that you're going to be looking for to make sure that um, this is the right man for you or that you're moving into commitment in a way that feels right for you? And then how to handle that commitment conversation or uh, if he's not moving how do you overcome his objection mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to help move him along and make that you know relationship more secure or is it time to walk away so you know this is the whole process and understanding this and it's amazing because one thing that I tell the women that I work with in a program is understanding your milestones as well because a lot of times um, when women come into the program it can be really easy to see, well, this woman, she's attracting men left and right. And she's, um, you know, going on dates all the time and you're comparing yourself to her, but you may not have the same pattern types as her. Like I, you know, I do the passion uh, pattern prototypes. You don't, you may not have the same, uh, attraction patterns as her. You may not have the same patterns as her. So you can't compare your A to her level Z, you know, like you can't mm-hmm, compare those mm-hmm. things. But if you understand your milestones, then you'll be able to assess like your progress and be able to relax lean into it. Like this is where I was, you know, 
three months or six months ago. And this is where I am now. And I've made a lot of significant progress because there's usually like these core milestones that I noticed that most women struggle with when it mm-hmm. comes to relationships. So the first one would be the, the women who really struggle with making it past like two or three weeks, mm-hmm. meaning they're constantly overturning men and they're not, um, even building any type of connection or relationship past the point of two to three weeks. So they're not even moving. I say you have to at least get to 90 days with someone. They can't make it to the 90 day mark before either getting ghosted or rejected or they're rejecting men or they're ghosting men. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of avoidance. So a lot of people say, wow, I didn't know that people struggle with even consistently talking to someone or getting to know a man for two to three weeks. I'm like, this is a lot more common than you may realize. Mm. A lot of women will struggle with um, like I said, just building connection mm-hmm. and allowing themselves to relax and to receive and to just go through the initial process of getting to know a man before all this fear and anxiety and judgment starts kicking in. So that's like one milestone that some women have to conquer. Then the next milestone is getting to or past the 90 day mark. Because oxytocin is high in the first 90 days of um, a new relationship or a new dating courtship mm-hmm. experience, it takes about that time to really start to bond with the person. So if you are constantly overturning people between like three to six weeks, or you're not making it to like the three month period, then it's really hard to solidify the bond. And usually that first three months is where people start making that decision um, between two and a half, three months of like, okay, do I see myself in a relationship with this person? Do I feel like I can actually commit to this person and moving towards that? So it's like, if you're not getting to that 90 day mark with men, then it's going to be really hard for you to actually move into a long-term relationship because you're not being able to establish short-term relationships. So that might be the next milestone of trying to get um, women to get to that point. Then if you're someone like, well, I don't have a problem getting to the 90 day mark. My problem usually is making it past the three to seven month phase. Mm-hmm. And that's a phase, a big chunk of time that a lot of women will find um, themselves struggling with either there are breakups usually around that time or a lot of conflict, a lot of problems. And that's because that's like the problem, um, the, the, the problem, the power struggle phase. That's the one. <laughs> it's the power struggle phase. So usually between like three to seven months is where there's a lot of power struggles where like, if you mm-hmm. haven't really worked on your communication skills and your connection skills, or that other person has, isn't bringing those skills to the relationship, then you'll find yourself having a lot of power struggles and a lot of conflict. Now, conflict is normal. Mm-hmm. Power struggles are normal, but how you resolve them and how you're able to communicate and connect through them, they're either going to bring you closer or pull you further apart. Mm-hmm. And because people become so comfortable during this phase of courtship and relationships, um, it can you start to see like the real person. You know, you start to see, okay, like I thought that was really cute before but it's yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, got it. Better, right. So this is where you start to really settle into who this person really is. The masks come off, everyone's more comfortable. Men oftentimes start to pull away a little bit and settle more into um their space and you as a woman understanding how to navigate that and to not take it so personally and to keep pouring into yourself. Like, you know, that is really helps you to be able to continue to build the relationship and draw closer. And then so you have those who have a hard time getting through that phase. Maybe they experience a lot of conflict, a lot of anxiety, a lot of, um, or they find themselves just constantly 
breaking up during that three to seven month phase. And then you have those who struggle with, okay, I can make it to six or seven months with a person, but I don't know how to progress the relationship from there, or there's not a full on commitment yet. Mm -hmm. So what do I do there? So it's like understanding how to navigate like a deeper connection and, and commitment. And it's really just like, at that point, usually most people have to make the decision. Is this something that I'm going to continue or am I going to walk away? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's all these different milestones. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is like, you know, understand your milestones. So it's like, don't, don't be so hard on yourself. If you struggle with getting past two or three weeks and now you finally have made it to 90 days, but you haven't been able to fully commit to someone because that may like your milestone is a two or three week period. Like, okay, you've overcame that and it took you some time, but you've been in this holding pattern for years of not being able to get to 90 days with someone. So pat yourself on the back for that. Or if you're someone you constantly making it through the power struggle phase, or you have struggles with making it through the power struggle phase, then just pat yourself on the back that you finally moved into like the decision-making phase of like, am I going to stay in this relationship or am I going to go? And feeling confident to not wait to be left, but like either move into commitment or you decide like, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. I want a real relationship or I'm looking for marriage. We don't seem to be on the same page and being okay with walking away. So there's all these different milestones that everyone has to go by, but being clear on your milestones and your patterns, it really helps to accelerate the process. Mm. Oh, that's so helpful. The just being aware of your milestones and your patterns. And it sounds like, like, most people I imagine who are working with you, like the goal is commitment marriage. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but what you're saying is like, there's success all along the way. Like that's not the only way to win the game. It sounds like you're winning whenever you're like in your power and looking at what's happening and like learning about yourself and standing up for like your boundaries and asking for what you need. Like there's so many ways to win along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I absolutely love, um, like on Wednesdays we have, um, just like a winning Wednesday post. And Mm. I love seeing them share their wins and talk about the progress that they've made because I know who they were when they came into the program and seeing them shift and just like work through different things and establish new identities. Um, you know, that's really important. And that's something that I talk about with the women program is learning to identify yourself differently when it comes to relationships. Mm -hmm. That is like the key, you know, Mm -hmm. seeing yourself differently on an identity level, when it comes to how you communicate, how you uh, connect with men or the people around you, what you're deserving of, you know, just shifting your identities is really what helps you to get over the hump and stepping into that version of you in your love life. And it's, and it's so amazing that like we, we talk so much about becoming this better version of yourself. And we talk a lot about um, doing the work or learning how to uh, become better when it comes to your career or your education and all these other things. But no one really sits down and teaches us about relationships. <laughs> like, right. we, we're completely clueless. And we've been taught a very like Disney-esque type of mindset, yes. which is like, happily ever after. And, you know, the night in shining armor, which is all possible. But there's other things that we have to learn as well. There's energy that we have to show up with as well. And I believe that if you're a halfway decent looking woman with a halfway decent mindset, you can attract a man. Like that's not a problem. Like any woman, there's a pop for every lid. Mm-hmm. But 
attracting someone that you feel safe with and that you desire to build was like, that's very different. Attracting a relationship where you feel honored and loved and respected and valued is very different than just any relationship. Mm -hmm. So being in a space where you're actually able to receive that is very powerful and it can just impact all aspects of your life. We really undermine and underestimate the impact of the quality of our relationships in our life, whether it's work relationships, friendships, family relationships, or romantic relationships, our relationships have an extreme impact on our life. Mm -hmm. So like, why aren't we doing more work to improve the quality of our relationships? It it just doesn't make sense. Yes. It's like the people who are on their deathbed when they ask them the question of like, what was the most important thing? What would you do different? Like, it's always about relationships. Right. 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 And And we don't take the time to learn like, okay, how can I be a better communicator? How can I be a better connector? How can I bring better energy to the rooms that I walk into and to the relationships? How can I get better at holding space for the people in my life? And when this becomes a part of you on an identity level, like this is just how I show up. It's not even about this man or about this relate. This is just how I show up in life. And I want all of my relationships to have this type of energy. And I want to be able to show up in all of my relationships this way. It becomes so much easier to then connect with a man on that same level. Oh, Zara. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love all of this. And I just think it's all so, uh, it's just like mirror image and Mm -hmm. the idea of like, it's not just about the relationship. And I feel like it's the same thing with money. It's not just about making money. Mm -hmm. It's about feeling safe, receiving money. Mm-hmm. And, and that doesn't just come, it's not about the money. It's about you like being able to feel safety in yourself before inviting someone else in at the mm-hmm. same time. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just, value well, you know, it. I say to the women um, in my program that in order to have like that deep mindset shift when it comes to, um, like, especially if you're feeling very anxious when it comes to relationships, mm-hmm. having that deep mindset is stop focusing on the man, the way you just said, like, it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. Um, Stop focusing on the man and focus on getting good at relationships. So it's not about like this man or does this man want me or does this man want to be with me or can I get this man? But are we able to build the type of relationship that I desire? Am I a woman who identifies as a woman who I cultivate? quality relationships and I attract quality relationships around me mm-hmm. and all of my relationships are relationships filled with love and and positive energy and abundance like shifting from that particular person to just this is how my relationships are and I want a relationship that has this type of energy completely yes. different mental space that you'll be in yeah and it changes your whole life too because when it's not just about that one relationship showing up but if you're pouring into all of your relationships your whole life changes <laughs> like it's incredible absolutely that and that's why i said like your relationships have such a major impact on your mental health your spiritual mm-hmm. health your emotional health your money like relationships are important so we have yeah. time to slow down and yes. try to get better at this aspect of our lives Oh my gosh. So good. Zara, thank you so much for sharing all of your brilliance with us. Um, If listeners are like, oh my God, I need more, where should they go? What should they do? 
Sure. So um, you can find me on the Captivating Courtship Code podcast on any of your podcast platforms. And you can also download the free Captivating Courtship Code playbook at captivatingcourtship.com slash playbook and just start there. Um, get some information on what exactly the six-step process is. That's the Captivating Courtship Code. And then connect with me if you are interested in doing a uh, free 30-minute captivating session and we can just get to know each other, have a conversation about what the next steps should be for your love life. Beautiful. Zara, thank you so much for not only for this conversation and really like you just shared so much. There's so many takeaways in this. Um, But really, thank you for doing this work in the world because it is so important that we are like doing this healing work and you know, changing ourselves to receive more and to be more, to have more. So we're really enjoying this one life that we have. So really just from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you for you. (laughs) Thank you for you. Thanks for having me. I'm so grateful for this experience. So thank you. And thank you for you, beautiful listener. (laughs) Sincerely, thank you so much for tuning in and listening for this episode. I digitally live over at erinlindstrom.com and I spend a lot of time on Instagram where I am at Erin Lindstrom. So feel free to come on over to my page. Send me a DM. I would love to hear what struck you from this conversation. I hope it was helpful. Let me know your takeaways. I always appreciate your shares so we can help get the word out about the show. There is a link in my Instagram bio where there's access to a ton of cool, some of it free stuff, including my sales and money mindset course, which was $497 and I am currently offering for free. So feel free to go get that. We can do some of the inner work together. Hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I will talk to you soon.